0: My name is Julie McGovern. I am the host of the Mendocino College Radio Hour, and today we're going to be talking about the college centers. So we have our main campus in Ukiah, but we also have Mendocino College centers in three locations: uh, our Coast Center in Fort Bragg, our North County Center in Willits, and our Lake Port Center, our Lake Center in Lakeport. And we're also going to be talking about dual enrollment, and we're going to be talking with Amanda Zhu, our Dean of centers. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for coming. And I'm so excited about today's show because um, I like talking about our centers, and I love learning about dual enrollment. It's been one of the things that I've been really excited to learn about since joining the, the college last year. So, but before we get into that, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and how you got to Mendocino College?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I grew up in a family of educators and never thought that would be my journey, but Mm -hmm. it was always in my background. My, you know, a lot of my family are in K 12 education, and my own early start with education was actually pretty challenging. So I'm dyslexic and had a really hard time in early education. I was in resource courses, almost held back. And so I had a kind of a tenuous relationship with schooling, Mm -hmm. Um, but I was, you know, lucky enough to get support and um, work through things and um, went on to UC Merced for my undergraduate and then was able to go to UC Davis to do my PhD in immunology. And during that time, again, I wasn't exactly thinking education, but I had some opportunities to actually um, adjunct instruct with uh, Los Rios in Sacramento Mm -hmm. and fell in love with it. So I fell in love with teaching, thought that's what I was going to do, and then... um, Also got involved with a MESA program in that location, which is for supporting students in math and science. And I was looking at all opportunities after graduate school, and I was very lucky to be hired at Mendocino College to be their MESA director. And after a couple of years, the dean of uh, center's position opened up, and that's how I am where I am now. Okay, so were, were your family like, haha, we got you,
0: we, we, we got the hook in you and got you into education, even though you thought you were going to be a scientist?
1: <laughs> yes, you know, it's, sometimes you don't know how it can be ingrained in you, but I feel very thankful that I had that kind of knowledge going through and different support systems in place. So.
0: Well, good. Well, and I know it's a, it's a big job. To oversee all of what falls under the dean of centers. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about like what that means? What does it mean to be the dean of centers?
1: Yeah, so it's a little bit of everything, you know. So as you shared, I oversee our three centers. In addition, we have two educational sites: one in Anderson Valley and one in Covelo. And then we also, through the centers, um, work with a good number of different high schools. So over um, 18 different high schools in our district that we offer uh, dual enrollment courses, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I get to do everything from the toilet's not working (laughs) to, you know, figuring out how to get the lights that are there and working with a great team to make that happen, but also, you know, we got to install some new digital signs at our centers, which is super exciting. Maybe you know where we are in Willits now, hopefully. (laughs) Uh, On Commercial Street. (laughs) Yes. And, but, you know, the main focus is, of course, our our students. All of this we do for our students, and we wouldn't have a college without our faculty. Mm -hmm. And so it's very strongly working with our faculty and our student support services to make college accessible Mm -hmm. and so it's a big wraparound job that does everything to support getting our students to where they want to go. Well when I think about the centers I think accessibility is
0: is what I is kind of the word that comes to mind because when you think about how immense our district is in Mm -hmm. terms of like landmass you know square miles that is covered um, it's unrealistic to expect that students throughout The, you know, 3,000 square miles or whatever we have in in Mendocino and Lake counties would be able to come to Ukiah for all of their learning. I mean, and the fact that it's community college and a good number of students are part time, working full time, juggling family, caring for an elder, you know, doing all the life things Mm -hmm. and trying to pursue their education and career goals along with that. So I feel like that accessibility that the college offers in those locations, kind of meeting them where they are, is important. Do you hear that feedback from the people in those communities? Because you're
1: in those centers, you're at the centers a lot more than I am. No, absolutely. You know, um, you think about our three centers and our other regions that we serve. Our Fort Bragg campus is, you know, an hour and a half from Ukiah and mm-hmm. not the most friendly hour and a half drive of those no. who've done 20 a day or two. Um, and then you think about Kovalo and that's, you know, again, a good distance from our Ukiah campus. And many of our students don't have reliable transportation. It's not even the time to want to get there. It's also just the avail- availability of the physical able to get there mm-hmm. and so it's absolutely makes a huge impact in our um rural communities even you think about ukiah being rural but our other regions are much more so and you know i have an opportunity as the dean to go in and um, view different courses that our faculty are teaching and i was chatting with our um English 200, our intro introductory English course, um, at the Coast Center. And there were students in there who really wanted to pus- pursue a culinary degree. But at that time, we had just started it on the coast, but folks weren't aware yet. And they mm-hmm. thought their only opportunity was to go to Ukiah. And it was not possible. Even right. though we have the bus, it was not, it didn't align with the time that the course was offered in Ukiah. And now that we have culinary courses taught out there, to, um, by, uh, Chef Petty, our full-time culinary faculty member, um, this is now available to mm-hmm. students on the coast. And we've been expanding in alternative, um, career education, which is more kind of your hands-on thinking, you know, culinary, agriculture, um, options in our uh, remote areas.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, m- maybe, more work in some ways is even being done at the center locations with really connecting to like employers or you know meeting the needs of that specific community um so are there like classes and programs programs in some regions that are specific to an industry or a certain employer or a certain field that
1: are offered at a center
0: that maybe wouldn't be offered in ukiah
1: um, so, yes. Yeah, so we're, you know, very lucky to partner with a great team at Mendocino College. I think this is what we we have. Our motto is, you know, small but mighty. And we're mighty <laughs> because all of us are so dedicated to making a good opportunity for students. And um, we're able to work with uh, Pamela Heston, who's our employee uh, industry partnership um kind of facilitator, and she's been really great in getting out into the community and coordinating with local industry throughout our region. And especially, you know, in the coast, we've been able to identify some business faculty because she's been out there talking to different industry folks, and that's another um, series of courses we hadn't previously had available. Um, we've also been able to add uh, agriculture in um, lake Because we were able to connect with someone in local industry. I think, you know, kind of a special gem that the centers have is, of course, our fine woodworking program Mm -hmm. on the coast. And that is just its own special identity. It's an amazing program. Um... Housed near our Coast Center, and we have students who come from out of the country every single semester to participate in this intensive program that lasts up to two years.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how well-known and regarded... I think if you... I mean, I knew that it existed, the Krenov School of Fine woodworking, and I knew it was special years ago. I went to an art um, gallery on the coast and they happened to ha- be showing some pieces. and that was sort of my first introduction to just you know, seeing, like, oh my God, these intricate you know it was a cabinet but it was much more than a cabinet oh, yeah. you know it had like layers and mm-hmm. and things and it was really just amazingly done um but that when i went and visited there in october just to kind of get the lay of the land um there was a student there are students from all over the place mm-hmm. that are like you said even international so the reputation of that school the krenov school really is worldwide Absolutely, and here it is—is is in little Mendocino County, in the tiny town of. Well, I don't mean to say tiny town, but <laughs> Fort Bragg. We're all kind of small but mighty. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, yeah, that's amazing. And I just heard on the community calendar w- when we were listening to the intro that they have a a mid mid semester show or something coming mm-hmm. up. So that's that'd be exciting to go to. Um, so we have the Fort Bragg Coastal Coast Center. The North County Center in Willits and the Lake County Center in Lakeport. And I know we have some upcoming events at those places that we wanted to just touch on real quick. Um, there are two chamber mixers happening at both the Coast Center and the Lake county center both on the 16th of february which is next thursday um, and the lake center is a luncheon from 11:45 to 1 p.m. held at the lake center campus and that's in collaboration with the lake county chamber of commerce and then later that evening on the coast in fort bragg at the coast center from 5 to 7 p.m. there's an evening mixer um, where there will be i think some silent auction items and um raffle prizes, but also just kind of both of these mixers are intended as ways to invite members of the community to come visit if you've never been to the center, if you're curious about what goes on, if you wanna meet some of the staff. Um, And we have, under the foundation, we have friends groups. We have um, 13 different affiliate groups and each of the centers has its own dedicated friends group that is local, dedicated volunteers who really get behind the educational benefit of having um, a Mendocino College Center in their community. So the um, I just want to give a little shout out to the Lake County Friends of Mendocino College and the um, Friends of Mendocino College Coast Center groups for the work that they're doing to put those mixers on next Thursday on the 16th. And then also talk about the college days that are happening mm-hmm. next month at, um, I think, two of the centers.
1: Yes, so we do a college day at each of our centers each year. We did our coast in October, but we have our North County Center in Willets, and our Lake Center um, College Days coming up. And we're really excited about these events. So it's truly a community event. So our um, Lake Center is going to take place on March 9th from 10 to 1230, and then our uh, Willits event at the North County Center will be on March 30th from 10 to noon. Both of those are Thursdays. And what's so great about these events is that it's truly a community collaborative event. We have um, faculty from our Ukiah campus as well as our center um, proper come out to share about what does it mean to be a college student? And if, you know, what major are you potentially interested in exploring? And what kind of careers could you then have available to you with that education? And we have, you know, all a wide breadth of um, faculty joining us from, you know, math and English and history, but also, you know, auto mechanics and um, agriculture and um, culinary coming out to speak about different opportunities for students. In addition, we'll also have our student services team there. So there'll be folks who will let you know how you can afford to start this journey and what financial aid is available. And also... You know what kind of student support programs we have I talked a little bit about Mesa before if you're interested in STEM there's a whole club that will take you on free trips to four-year universities and we know there's no four-year university in our region so it can mean a lot to get a trip to a four-year university Um, but also partnering with local industry Um, we have you know fire science and emergency medical services um, certificates and degrees with Mendocino College, and we have our local fire department and our local police officers come out and share about careers in our county, our local region, where you can come to Mendocino College, you know, get a certificate, get your AA, and have a 100% ready to apply for some local jobs that are going to Our main goal is to get folks to a living wage, not Mm -hmm. just to get a job, but to be able to support themselves and their families um, through education. Right, and something that has a trajectory to advancement.
0: Absolutely. Not just filling the gap of I need to pay the rent this month, but mm-hmm. what's the future going to look like? Well, I just want to mention that the, the audience, the focus audience for College Days is high school students, mm-hmm.
1: correct? Well, it's actually this year we're opening it up to everyone. We started last year where the main focus was high schools. We coordinated with all of our uh, regional high schools per center, and we're happy to have 100 attendance. Yay! And, you know, in Willits, that means that we had Whale Gulch, and we had Leggett, and we had Round Valley High School, and Laytonville, and, you know, our regional Willits schools. So it really is reaching out to the full community. You know, Whale Gulch is up at the tippity-top of Northern Mendocino uh, County, so we really are trying our best to include everyone. And we're very excited in Lake County to be partnering with the Lake County Office of Education to include all of Lake County. So Southern Lake County is actually part of the Woodland uh, Yuba District, Mm -hmm. and so we were able to coordinate with them to also invite Southern Lake County to our Lake Center event, which means we're going to have upwards of 300 high school students at the Lake Center for this event. That's so great. That's so exciting.
0: Well, and I think regardless of
1: what district they're in, knowing
0: their options, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's kind of what the... The whole idea behind this is is, is letting um, students, whether they're high school students, whether they're current Mendocino College students, whether they're thinking about being a Mendocino College student, um, giving them all the options of what they can pursue. Um, if you're just joining us, my name is Julie McGovern, and I am the host of the Mendocino College Radio Hour. My guest today is Amanda Zhu, who is the Dean of Centers for Mendocino College. She oversees the center campuses in um, Fort Bragg, Willits, and Lakeport. And while we're on the topic of talking about, you know, all these high school students coming, and it was exciting, I asked a few of them at the events in the fall, um, you know, oh, where are you from? You know, and some of them had traveled upwards of two hours by bus, you know, with a group of maybe just nine, you know, a teacher and eight students just to come and, you know, attend these days and and hear about what the options are. And so I think being able to provide the array of resources that were there makes it worth their while. Plus you give them lunch. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a good thing for high school students um, to entice them. But... That this kind of working with the high schools will lead us to talk about dual enrollment, mm-hmm. one of my favorite topics. and i this to- this topic kind of hit home personally. I think I was telling you last week my son, who's at Eagle Peak in eighth grade, they had a parent, you know, information night for kind of choosing their electives and kind of thinking about what they're going to choose for high school um next year. And because I've talked to him about dual enrollment, he he was he had his ear towards that as they were going through their presentation of which classes can they take so tell me a little bit for anyone who doesn't know kind of what dual enrollment is and what it's for
1: yeah absolutely so dual enrollment is where you know dual means two and so it's where a high school student can book get both high school credit and college credit at the same time. And there's different ways that a high school student can go about doing that. They could take an online class with Mendocino College, and they could take an on-ground class with Mendocino College after school. Um, however, what's really been successful is a coordinated effort with each of our high schools to actually build um targeted pathways that take place at the high school site during the high school bell schedule. So it's a Mendocino College class taught at, you know, Fort Bragg High School, where it can be either a high school teacher that meets the minimum qualifications to teach with Mendocino College, or actually a Mendocino College instructor going to the high school site and teaching a course. And is this open to any students at that school who are interested, or are there
0: any, like,
1: qualifications that they need. So if you're a, a high school student, it would be at that site, it would be open to you. You would want to check in with your high school counselor and let them know that you're interested and then we'd work together to make that a possibility for you. Mhm.
0: Well, one of the first times that I heard about this was when, um, I think you and Wilda invited Gary Gottlieb, who's Mm -hmm. a photography uh, instructor for Mendocino College, and was doing a, I think his first dual enrollment class in, was it Kelseyville? Upper Lake. Upper Lake High School in Lake County. And it was really interesting to hear his feedback of kind of having to, you know, try to still keep it a college level class, but adjusting You know, expectations, you know, high school students still need maybe a little more direction than just here's the syllabus, Mm -hmm. you know, turn your things in and you're kind of on your own and independent. But some of what you've um, talked about in other presentations that I've listened to is that because these students are kind of embedded in their high school day, that their success rate is actually higher, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you look at um, overall the the pass rate for Mendocino College and then the pass rate for dual enrollment. Can you talk a little bit about,
1: about that? Yeah, absolutely. So something we've seen, you know, even with our Mendocino College students, is, is that the cohort model works really well. You know, students supporting each other, so supporting peers, is a very successful mechanism for success. And I think, you know, we credit a lot of of the success in dual enrollment to a lot of things, but there is some of that, you know, that they're so comfortable to, you know reach over to their peer and like, oh, can you, what did happen? What said, can you tell me? Um, Where if you're, you know, in a traditional community college class, you may not always know the person right next to you. Hopefully you get to and you'll get there. Um, But that's kind of already built in with our dual enrollment courses. And, you know, traditionally at Mendocino College, we have very good success rates. So the number of students passing the course, um, I think it's about 72% for a typical Mendocino College course. However, when you shift over into dual enrollment, because they have their peer, and but they also have, you know, the full support of the high school, so high school counselors. But in addition to that, with dual enrollment, with two, you also have Mendocino College as a support. You have our counselors. You have our student support services. We have many um, dual enrollment students accessing our um, food pantry, you know, resources that aren't traditionally available to high school students. And with all of that wraparound support, we see that uh, dual enrollment success rates are in the, you know, 90th, 90 percent success so a, a good mm-hmm. portion um, significant portion higher than our traditional mendocino college student
0: yeah i think that's kind of remarkable well and we should also mention that for the high school students participating in dual re- dual enrollment it's completely free yes they don't pay any of the fees that would be associated with enrolling um in community college, you know, post high school, which is affordable already, but mm-hmm. free is always good. Yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that that's something. When I had um, Juliana um, from financial aid and Marco Seah from the um, transfer um, department on in November, we were talking about kind of the affordability overall of community mm-hmm. college, and I think that that's something that. I, my eyes have been open to in the last year is that, you know, even if you have the ambition to do a four year bachelor's degree and go off, you know, go off to a CSU or a UC or beyond um that you can start as early as high school taking college credit classes. And I think I asked you this one time, and I asked if a, if a student took every available, and it, maybe it varies depending on the school and what they offer. I'm sure it's not the same everywhere. But I think you told me that if a student started freshman year and all four, you know, kind of took all that was available through dual enrollment at their high school site, that they could basically graduate from high school with like 28 college credits, um, which is, kind of well on your way to an AA at that point, and you've done it already, and you've done it for free. Mm -hmm. Um, So for parents out there listening who are freaked out about the idea of college being so expensive, you know, this is just something to think about, of like one way to make it um, more affordable. And also, I think for the students to explore earlier on than they might have, what their options are, what their interests are, what, what really appeals to them what do they feel passionate about you know obviously there's the nuts and bolts of what's what is it what am I going to get paid are there jobs available Mm -hmm. in my area you know all that kind of stuff but also you know just exploring what you like Um, because we all know that if you do something that you really like and enjoy you're going to be happier and you're probably going to be more successful at it um, than if you're just doing it because there happens to be a job available and it happens to pay well you know um So, what are the benefits? You know, in addition to the cost savings, there's also kind of a time savings if you think about um, getting that jump on that degree. Particularly if you did want to transfer and do, you know, four year, getting a lot of that those credits under your belt already by the time you're finished high school at eighteen. And then, you know, like I said, the exposure to possible career college pathways. But what other things do you hear feedback either from Students, from parents, from teachers, from counselors, you know, around dual
1: enrollment and kind of why it's working. Yeah, so, you know, we have very robust pathways at our high schools and. You know, in each of our high schools, we try to focus on having a transfer pathway as well as a career education pathway, which is focusing more on someone who wants to get all of their skill set in high school and directly enter the workforce Mm -hmm. afterward. And, you know, depending on the high school, we have students where they have access to being able to obtain their AA while they're in high school. Um, on the Bell schedule at Fort Bragg High School, students can obtain up to 40 units of Mendocino College credits, which if you just look at tuition, not living costs, not all the other things that go to, you know, going to a four-year university, you're saving over $15,000 in wow. tuition costs. That's amazing. And that can make the pure difference of, you know, whether college is accessible to our community or not. Um, but for other Benefits. Well, also, just to, just to interrupt you really quickly, yes. amazing for the student
0: who has to get a job and work, right? I mean, maybe mm-hmm. they are either have to support themselves, they have, are helping support their family, um, whatever their scenario is, if, if their goal is to graduate from high school and immediately enter the workforce and this program allows that to happen, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Anyway, didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, you. No, just, no. I didn't really think about I hadn't thought of that angle before you said it and I'm just kind of blown away that that's a possibility.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think that's really strikes home when you're looking at our, our career education opportunities. Mm-hmm. We've had an administration of justice pathway at uh, Clear Lake High School where students are able to get their um, administration of justice certificate by the time they graduate high school. And then go directly into, you know, looking for a job in the police force. Mm-hmm. And those are absolutely, you know, above living wage careers that are absolutely desperately needed in our region i constantly see i was at the sheriff's office yesterday
0: getting an abc license signed off mm-hmm. and their whole digital monitor was just apply for a job mm-hmm. <laughs> they have openings you know so the, the the kind of providing that pipeline of students who figure out in high school that that's something they want to do and being ready to go into that workforce and take that job right when they graduate is
1: pretty cool mm-hmm Um, But other kind of data that supports, you know, success with dual enrollment, there's been research um, nationally that shows that high school graduation rates are higher, that your chance of college enrollment, so if you participate in dual enrollment while in high school, your chance of enrolling in college afterward is higher. And kind of what I see is the greatest value here is that you actually have a higher rate of completing a college degree. Mm-hmm. So if you get some of those courses in high school, you're more likely to actually finish college. Okay, that's powerful because
0: yeah, there there's an attrition rate, right? Just like mm-hmm. there isn't in, in for high school, but it, for college it's probably higher. I don't know. I mean, I would guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Um, And then what are some examples? Well, let me just reintroduce who we are. (laughs) It's 9.30. Good time to do it. Um, My name is Julie McGovern. I'm the host of the Mendocino College Radio Hour. I'm also the executive director of the Mendocino College Foundation. I host this show the first Tuesday of every month at 9 a.m. And today my guest is Amanda Zhu, who is the Dean of Centers at Mendocino College. So she oversees all three centers as well as our educational sites and as well as all the dual enrollment. So she's got a lot going on. <laughs> um, and we've we've talked about the centers in the first half of the show. We're kind of talking about dual enrollment now, which is the, the possibility of high school students taking college classes for credit. And they get both high school and college. Credit Um, and that can be for students who want to pursue um, a four year, they want to get their AA, or students who want to get their career technical education certificate so they can go right into the workforce. Um, And you were talking a lot about the pathways available. Mm -hmm. At what point do you think it makes sense for students? Like, obviously, when I was talking about my eighth grader, part of the presentation that the Ukiah High team presented last week at the parent information night was some of these pathways um and i think it's good the earlier a student starts thinking but not every student in eighth grade at maybe they're not even 14 yet is thinking about what do i want to do with my life you know Mm -hmm. they might just be thinking what do i want to do after school yeah (laughs) so you know what in your experience what at what age do you kind of see the light
1: turn on Mm -hmm. so you know we partner very strategically with each of our high schools because they know their students, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have that good support system. Um, But something that we've seen be very successful is actually a college and career um, success class Mm -hmm. as a freshman. And so we have this um, piloted at multiple different schools, and Fort Bragg has it, Mendocino has it. Um, we offer it at Sanhedrin in um, Willits, as well as schools in Lake County. And so what this does is it's just a basic introduction to thinking about life after high school mm. and thinking you know, about life after college and what path you see for yourself and so it's a lot of an introduction to that and while you're doing that you also get to learn you know the nuts and bolts of being a college student so you get to know how to check your mendocino email and check your canvas which is our online uh, learning platform and it's a really good introduction to all of that kind of the soft skills of being a college student before you're thrown into doing calculus mm-hmm.
0: yeah and even just to help you decide if that's for you mm-hmm. i mean because you know I think that's just a time in your life when things are starting to open up and the possibility to be there but it could be almost overwhelming mm-hmm. to try to think like oh but to, the idea that you don't have to decide right now you can just kind of let this information wash over you and also engage do you ever have like guest speakers in those classes to talk about different pathways or you know people who are actually working in a particular field to come talk to them
1: um so I'm I Sure, we do. One thing that we've actually started this, uh, this semester that I'm really excited about is a dual enrollment ambassador program. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we've actually, Mendocino College has hired a junior and a senior at each of our partnering dual enrollment, um, high school sites to be the peer mentor and source of information for what is Mendocino College, what mm-hmm. is being a college student? And they actually go into each dual enrollment course and introduce students to what it is and their. Folks who've already gone through the dual enrollment experience and can kind of share the things that they might have had challenges with and how to overcome those. And also the real rewarding aspects of being able to get college credit while you're in high school. And it's our, our pilot program this semester, but we've had a lot of really great feedback um, from our high schools and from the dual enrollment ambassadors themselves.
0: That's great. So was
1: that, um,
0: you just kind of put out an open call and students put in an application, or what was the process?
1: Yeah, so in November, we worked with our high school counselors and let them know that this was an opportunity that was available. I shared it with our dual enrollment uh, faculty, and so students got aware of it through that, and then they had to go through a full Mendocino College hiring process. So they got to go through an interview, and um, then they got to be hired through to you know, college so it's a great you know professional development opportunity yeah. for them as well yeah for sure that is super valuable
0: i know that the uh, at least at High they used to have a sort of like career readiness training and it was geared towards interviewing skills mm-hmm. writing your resume you know sort of the creative ways that you can interpret your babysitting job yeah <laughs> but make it sound like you know mm-hmm. uh, you know putting it on paper in a way that kind of flushes out and like that that kind of stuff I feel like is super valuable and important and especially for the young people who I don't know I feel like we're still in a time where the COVID time period of missing a lot of that in-person connection you know I think some students still haven't quite I don't know if caught up is the right word but you know there was this kind of this gap of just talking to Adults, You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, even like I know a couple of high school teacher friends of mine who were teaching Zoom classes and it was just a bunch of black squares, you know, that sort of interaction. So I feel like those kind of classes, like what you're talking about, that really engage not just in a a specific subject, but just in the overall kind of like thinking about the future, thinking about Mm -hmm. and being able to ask, particularly a peer, somebody your age who's been doing it and is doing it seems like a great idea. So kudos for that. That sounds awesome. Um, so what are others, uh, like some examples of unique collaborations or outcomes? I know one thing that we talked about in a prior conversation that I thought was super interesting was that you
1: created an Italian department in Leggett. It was a absolutely a team effort. So this, you know, we were able to work with our full-time faculty um, in the World Languages Department, Valentina, and also with an instructor in Leggett. So in, you know, rural Mendocino County, you never know who you will find. And (laughs) we were very lucky to um, find Amber at Leggett High School, who... um, I believe was a board member and was wanting their school to have a foreign language and there was no one there with the capability to have a foreign language. It's like, "Well, I speak Italian and I've taught at community college. I'll I'll be your um Italian instructor for the high school." And then we were very lucky. We had um uh the superintendent for Leggett um transitioned from Willits where we'd been working with him to Leggett uh, Valley Unified and w- Introduced the opportunity for dual enrollment for Leggett and Whale Gulch, and um, we were able to find Amber, and she's like, well, how, "Well, you know, what do you think? How could we have the opportunity to have Italian as a college course?" And so, at that point, Mendocino College did not offer italian as a course and so we were able to bring in valentina and amber and they were able to work on it as a team to actually be able to create this as a discipline um, that would be offered through mendocino college and then also offered as a dual enrollment course at uh at high school and we have two sections. We're in our second semester of Italian there this, um, academic year. And it's very exciting to see that progress and have that available. Yeah. Well, that brings up an interesting, um, point, which is, and
0: I've heard you talk about this in various friends center meetings, um, that, you know, people in the community who have a certain skill, um, and they want to share that skill, particularly with young people, um, whether they be dual enrollment high school, whether it be at a center, um, you know, one of our three centers, that they should get in touch, right? Because you're constantly, you know, having ideas and, and some, sometimes a need, an identified need for a certain type of course, but, the challenge then becomes finding the faculty to teach that course so can you talk a little bit about what the requirements are for you know somebody who might be listening who says well I'm going to retire from my welding job and I'd love to be able to teach more young people how to weld so how would they learn more about that?
1: Yes so this is where I'm definitely speaking to everybody listening you know we have an absolute need for additional faculty at our centers. I would say even our main campus in Ukiah. And lots of times it's in our career education areas where people may have never thought of themselves as professors. So for our career education, so again, welding, auto, ag, um, culinary, you need an AA and uh, six years of industry experience or a bachelor's and two years of industry experience. And so if you know anyone who's interested in potentially, you know, applying to be faculty, I would highly encourage it. Um, if it's going to be for our more traditional academic courses, you know, math, English, um, biology, it's going to be a master's in that field to meet them in quals. Okay. So that's just helpful to know
0: if you're listening and this sparks your interest, um, that those are sort of the the qualifications necessary. And then if if somebody was listening and said, oh, I'm interested and, oh, I am qualified, what would be their next step?
1: Yeah, so we have an application available on our Mendocino website, but you could also reach out to me and I could share with you, you know, kind of the process. My email is very easy. It's a x u at mendocino.edu. Feel free to email me and I'll get back to you.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, that'd be awesome if you got a couple interested community members to teach a class out of this show. Yeah. <laughs> I would feel like job well done for yes. the month. <laughs> um, so what do you like the most about your job? What's like the best part of being the de- dean of centers for Mendocino College, Amanda?
1: Yeah, so I had like a very wonderful morning this Monday. So what I enjoy is getting groups of folks together Who can make a true impact in a student's life? Mm -hmm. And on Monday, I we do this for each of our regions. So I'm not playing favorites. It just happened that this Monday, this was the first area, um, but we had our co center. Dual enrollment collaboration meeting. And we are now part of a K 16 Redwood Coast Collaborative where we're actually partnering with um, Humboldt State, Sonoma State, and others to really continue that path. Through, through the bachelor's degree. And so we have these continual meetings where we have the high school principal, the high school counselor, a lot of great student support services from Mendocino College. But we also this time had representatives from Humboldt and Sonoma join us. And so we were able to continue that conversation onto, okay, so they come, they get their AA with Mendocino College. What is that transfer process like? Mm-hmm. And so our contact at Sonoma was like, well, next time we have this meeting, why don't I have the, you know, admissions department come and join?
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: we have the admissions department from Sonoma State here supporting, you know, Point Arena High School, mm-hmm. which we never would have had that resource before. Mm-hmm. And so it's great, you know, through Zoom, through the pandemic, we're able to get these folks together and it, mechanism we never would have thought of beforehand to really meet students needs and get them to where they want to go
0: yeah that has definitely been a silver lining of zoom i mean it's not a perfect <laughs> platform and it can you can get zoom fatigue but it does allow you to connect with resources and there's a lot in the state of california mm-hmm. um i mean i know i've got gained a lot of knowledge from roundtables with other community college foundations That if i had had travel to san mateo that morning probably wouldn't have gone Mm -hmm. but i just had to be in my office and get on zoom and you can hear this really inspiring presentation from someone that's doing work in your area but at another location that you can kind of be like i'm gonna steal that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so and and how great that you you're getting you know sonoma state you know a, a bigger institution to talk directly to the people working with students at Point Arena High School. Mm -hmm. You know, in their world, probably on their radar, those, you know, eight students or however many that might be interested in in that potential transfer, it might not have been worth their time, so to speak, to come and do that kind of a presentation. Mm -hmm. So that's really great. You must probably be constantly on the lookout for those resources that you can bring to our little pockets of our district
1: yeah yes we had you know at that same presentation we had Noel woodhouse join us who's our full-time faculty in our sustainable construction field and he's doing a full set of courses at Leightonville high school and just to share what we're doing at laytonville high school with our partners on the coast and then with our partners in lake we can even all learn from each other Mm -hmm. and so we're able to take strategies and not have to reinvent the wheel and just Mm -hmm. apply it to new locations. Now that just brought up a question. Are you able to share faculty and the dual enrollment
0: world like you are in in other aspects of Mendocino college so meaning like do the dual enrollment classes all have to be on ground in person or some of those are hybrid or on zoom or
1: yeah we are able to offer dual enrollment in all different um, mechanisms we've found that it it usually works best when it's fully on ground just mm-hmm. to keep you know teenagers engaged um but we <laughs> <No> have boxes <laughs> We have been able to enhance our breadth of courses by exploring al- alternative modalities of instruction. Mm-hmm. We've had um, Melissa Knoll as our full-time faculty in um, child development. She lives in Lake County. She was able to do a Zoom uh, hybrid course to... Um, our coast high schools, to Mm -hmm. make it available to them. And we had an on-ground tutor, and we made it, you know, a good experience. Mm -hmm. But that's the benefit of where
0: the centers, as a as a place where that cohort can meet in person, they can get support. There is a Mm -hmm. computer lab, you know, so if they're having connectivity issues or whatever from home that they can they can go there or they can just meet with their peers in the class perhaps Mm -hmm. and work together on a project or a research or just to to do a study session. Um and that reminds me of the class that um you brought up about the child development in Spanish that was offered, I think it was being offered from the Lake Center, but it was being Zoom to Anderson Valley. It, was there other sites, or was it just Anderson? Valley? Yeah.
1: So this is a really, you know, special series of courses. So you know, child care is of imminent need across Mm -hmm. all of our community and to make it more accessible to our monolingual Spanish community, we're actually offering a child development series in Spanish. You know, It's four courses. Once you get through those four courses, you can work in a child development facility. Um, Angela Queller is our instructor for that. Very thankful to have her. And she um, works with Lake County Office of Ed, but also teaches for us at our Lake Center. Um, We are able to, as you shared, make that available this For the first time this semester in Anderson Valley, but also in Willits and the coast. And we're also looking to expand that out to Covelo here soon. And, you know, these are resources that have never been available at Mendocino College before. This is our first time offering a course in Spanish. Yeah. And it just widens the breadth of access. And
0: hopefully the first of many, because there's so much opportunity there, I think. I mean, obviously there's a huge need, like you said at the beginning, but, you know, to have... Childcare workers speaking the language of the children, mm-hmm. who are, you know, I mean that that's a, 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 that. It seems so simple, but you know, to be able to take those
1: four classes. And so, what are the, are they like six week classes or? So it's a semester semester length course. Okay. Um, and it's you know at each of our different sites we also have an on ground. So if it's not with the instructor, you have an on ground bilingual tutor okay. there to help support you through the technology. And so some of the students who started that will be finished when like when is there um, should be the end of this academic year. So we started this I believe last year. So okay. it's four courses, four semesters, two years. Okay. And they're and they're there are students enrolling it's been successful very successful yeah we almost met our enrollment cap this semester
0: okay great because i know sometimes that's a struggle too is that Mm -hmm. you have a class and you work really hard to get it all lined up with the faculty to teach it and then not enough students enroll and it has to drop which is frustrating for everybody um well i'm going to once again introduce my guest amanda zoo the dean of centers for mendocino college i am your host julie mcgovern this is the mendocino college radio hour i'm going to open it up to calls if there's anybody listening who has a question for amanda about anything happening at our centers um, anything happening um, with dual enrollment at our high schools throughout our district there are many many high schools that participate uh, the number to call i thought would be helpful is 707-895-2448 so if you would like to make a comment or have a question for Amanda, the number to call is 707-895-2448, and we have a call. Let me see if I can make this work. Hello, caller. Are you there?
2: Yes. Oh, hi. Thank you for hey. calling in. Uh, thank you for being there. And um, I wanted to just mention that um, something that's been very, very exciting to me is uh, are the... Um, Adult, uh, older adult classes uh, that are being offered. Um, I know he, on the coast campus. I don't uh-huh. know about other campuses. If those can be addressed, um, that would be wonderful because uh, uh, I think it really serves a part of the community that um, is hungry for learning as well. Definitely,
0: so, uh, definitely. We call them life, lifetime learners, right? Everybody still can learn. Thank you. That's a great. Did you have anything else to add, or was that pretty much your comment?
2: That's also the courses are free. Um, there is, uh, other than the campus costs, uh, the classes, uh, at least I know that the creative writing for older adults um, classes, and I know there are some art classes and uh, available, uh, and I, for the creative writing classes, um, I think it was $12 to enroll. So anyways, I wanted to just um, hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, that's a great
0: question. Thank you for calling. We'll let Amanda talk about that for a minute.
1: Yeah, so this is a great, great opportunity for folks in the community. And you don't have to be an older adult to participate in these courses. They're open to everyone. And we have Everyone participating in them from teenagers to folks in their 80s and 90s. And so these are courses that folks would traditionally want to take more than once. We have a watercolors class. We are opening it up to ceramics. We have the creative writing. And it's a robust, you know, offering that someone can continue to develop their skill set with. And as she shared, it is, um, a non credit course and it only costs $12 for However many non-credit classes you want to take. So if you want to take creative writing and ceramics and watercolors, all three are going to cost you just $12. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And if, if
0: anyone's listening would like more information, you can go to mendocino.edu and explore the course catalog. Um, I know you're already planning for the summer, right? Yes. So I'm not sure when that is going to be available to people, but if, if is it too late to register for spring?
1: There are some late start classes, but pretty much it's we're we're looking forward to summer and. Fall. Okay,
0: well, so let's check back and stay tuned. We have another call, so I'm going to take that call. Hello, caller, you're on the air.
2: Hi, um, I was wondering if you could mention anything about the middle college partnership with Ukiah Unified.
1: Sure. Yeah, we'll let Amanda talk about that. Thank you.
2: Awesome. Thank you.
1: So yes, I could speak to middle college programs. Um, So middle college is an opportunity for high school students to come to a college campus and take college courses there. It's typically a cohort of students who may not traditionally see themselves as college students. It provides a lot of the wraparound support of a um, the college program. I am not as intricately familiar with the UKIA program because I do everything else um, but I know that they do bus students over to our Ukiah campus and those students are able to enroll in college courses at our main campus. And are they as currently enrolled high school
0: students as well so it's kind of like a different form of dual enrollment or am I getting confused?
1: It's, it's still dual enrollment I think they're taking the, the majority of their courses with Mendocino College as okay. opposed to you know other forms of dual enrollment you have a CAP at uh, 15 um, units of college credit. I believe they can take more, but again, um, our our deans in Ukiah would be more intricately familiar with that program. Okay. But yeah, that is another uh, another pathway. Just a couple more minutes um,
0: before the end of the show. So if there's anyone else that would like to ask Amanda Zhu, uh, Mendocino College Dean of Centers, a question, or if you have a comment about anything happening at the centers or with dual enrollment, or just anything in general (laughs) that could be dangerous, Um, you can call 707-895-2448 and we will take your call. I just wanted to plug real quick um, while we're waiting for if, to see if anyone calls that um, next Thursday, the 16th of February, we are hosting um, two mixers at two of our Coast Centers. There's a luncheon at the Lake Center uh, in Lakeport from 1145 to 1. It's in collaboration with the Lake County Chamber of Commerce and the Lake Center in Mendocino College. And then that evening from 5 to 7 at the Coast Center in Fort Bragg, there is a chamber mixer in collaboration with the Coast. Host chamber, um, where there will be opportunities at both of these mixers to sort of visit the site if you've never been to the to the center campus to ask questions, to meet with staff, um, to find out about you know courses and programs. Um, And also to just, you know, have a little food and meet some other people. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to mention was later this month on the 25th of February, which is a Saturday, Alex Degrassi has generously agreed to do a benefit concert benefiting our friends of the Coastal Field Station um, and Natural Sciences affiliate. So um, if you're not familiar with the Coastal Field Station, it is a very unique um, site, a 15-acre former Coast Guard um, campus in Near Point Arena. And they have opportunities there for students to do hands-on learning um, in that coastal environment. But it's a very old facility and needs a lot of um, maintenance and upgrading. So there's a capital campaign underway. So this benefit concert on the 25th featuring Alex Degrassi, the renowned acoustic guitarist, um, is going to benefit directly that that capital campaign so that's where all proceeds will go and it's being held at the little theater at the ukiah campus it's at 7 p.m on the 25th you can get um tickets at mendocino book company in ukiah or you can get them online i don't have the link um but if you just search mendocino college alex degrassi i think it will come up or you can go to the foundation website foundation.mendocino.edu and i think we link to it there Um, So we have just a couple minutes left. Uh, Was there anything that I haven't touched on that you think was important to know about what the dean of centers does or anything about our involvement with high schools or anything exciting um,
1: in the pipeline? I just... I think it's so great to see where students in our community can go when they have access to education and the resources available to them. I know, you know, it's another example where we've had, like, full collaboration with our college and with our high schools is actually with Anderson Valley Junior Senior High School where students are actually bused from Anderson Valley High School to the Ukiah campus and this semester they're able to take either an auto course or a um, costume design clothing sewing class and so again really hands-on skill sets with you know facilities that aren't always available at a high school Mm -hmm. and just by sharing the resources in our community, what a difference and impact we can have on students' lives. Yeah, well,
0: that sums it up pretty nicely. Um, I want to thank you, Amanda, for being on the show today and for educating us all about these really fascinating topics and really important ones, because I think, like you said, access within our Immense rural, you know, footprint that we have in our district. Um, access to students wherever they may be and whatever their interest level is. Um, that Mendocino College has resources available. And again, if there are any community members that think they have a skill that they would like to pass on to students, um, should you be interested and have the meet the minimum qualifications, you can email Amanda at a x u at mendocino.edu. Hopefully you'll go back to your office and there'll be like five emails in your inbox from people wanting to teach classes. Um, but yeah, it does take, it does take a lot to put this all together. So I appreciate the work that you do and thank you very much. Um, next month on the Mendocino College Radio Hour, um, which is the first Tuesday of every month. So I actually think it might end up being March 7th. I don't have my calendar, but, um, my guest is going to be Reed Edelman, who is the, theater director for Mendocino College and has been for 20-some years. Um, He's an amazing person and um, instructor and director. And we'll be talking about the spring production of Once, which is opening on March 23rd. And I really hope that people come out and see the show because the students in the theater arts, um, and the recording arts, and costume—you know—all of the different things that goes into theater—they work really hard, and they—they—they. They, um, they practice they perform they you know they put in a lot of blood sweat and tears and it's um, great when there can be a robust audience for them to perform to i know it's disheartening when you know it's under capacity crowd so reed and i will be talking about that upcoming show and um, we invite you to tune in it will be the first tuesday in march from nine to ten the mendocino college radio hour Uh, So, again, thank you to my guest, Amanda Zhu, and my name is Julie McGovern. I have been your host of the Mendocino College Radio Hour. I'm also the executive director of the Mendocino College Foundation, and if you want to get in touch with me, my email is jmcgovern at mendocino.edu. So thank you very much to the callers who called in with your great um, topics, and I wish everybody a wonderful day.